It's the 7 o'clock hour, and you're listening to the Morning Blitz. Oh, are we on the air? Sort of, yeah. Rick Corey. That's I've right. Had... Keep trying to get out of it. Brees Hulse. <laughs> Bryce Hulse. I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> Coming to you from the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio on the Blitz 1170. We sure are. 7.05 here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio asking for you to be with us at the Neuropathy Treatment uh, Clinic of Oklahoma. Text line 918-262-5072. Thanks again to Danny Boy and Monica for coming up. He's just a treasure, man. I mean, it's, yep. it's, I know I sound impressed, but if you ever meet him and you were to, I mean, if you have, and he's, it's not like he's hard to find. <laughs> hey, he's six six, which is, you know, kind of helps, but he is so active in the community. You'll realize it's all genuine. It's yep. not a put on. That is who Danny is and the way he has adopted this city and look what he has done. That's the thing, I mean, like you said, think about well, like anywhere that he could have gone or yep. any infatuation that he had with any sort yep. of thing in pop culture and. And we're lucky. He had, we are. And by the way, during that interview, I got a, a text from uh, Lynn over at Ike's Chili, and he there's a picture, and the picture looks like a theater, and on the wall, the picture, if you will, it's actually a stage. So what this is, full disclosure, it's La Jolla, and it's the opening of the Outsiders musical. And the stage is, or the, the theater's empty, they're just setting up to get everybody inside, and the entire backdrop of the theater is a picture, and it's Ike's Chili. <laughs> wow. Well, if you're going to do Tulsa... <laughs> got to do Ike's you know, Chili. Since 1908, you got to do that. And he sent me the note, and he said, it's from the musical, and Danny took the picture. But again, that's just the kind of guy he is. He not only took the picture, he thought enough to send it to Lynn. Mm. You know, it's just, uh, I, I know I sound like a schoolboy or whatever, but I mean, he's just an impressive guy. Yeah. It's just, a, it's really cool. And I also think, I didn't know they left the museum open when Angelina Lee's wandering around. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'd I'd recognize Angelina Jolie. I, I could I could imagine some people like going. That kind of looks like Angelina Jolie, doesn't she? Huh, nah, she funny. can't be. And then just yeah, exactly. Just but if she's wandering going. around with a bodyguard, then yeah, I like, gotta okay. think that's gonna be it. Connect those dots. Now I will admit I wouldn't say anything. I don't know. I would not. I would not do that. I <laughs> I would just you know maybe nod ahead or something like that if there was eye contact. But I wouldn't say anything. But to leave the museum open and this says something about the cast and her too to go in with the museum open. Because even though she had a bodyguard, a lot of those kind of people would would demand that it's closed mm. and that she, they're the only ones in there. And you didn't yeah. see that. That's a really cool story. Uh, anyway, if you hadn't seen the story, you can find that in the Tulsa World as well. All right, 707 on the Blitz 1170. We're going to move not uh, this day in sports history. We'll go ahead and, and do a segment here and then take a, a quick, quick segment and take our break. But I want you to do the segment here because Bryce brought this up. Barstool Sports, who's just a ton of fun, is helping do something with for TCU. And you'd think, well, why are they doing something for TCU? Well, it's kind of for TCU. It's really more about something that's become a cultural... <laughs> I, do, do we say icon? I, no, I really don't, but it's become a thing. Explain. Yeah. So most of this started when UCF upset Texas in Austin. Uh, during the handshake line, they were doing the horns down, and Rodney Terry lost his mind about it and was saying how classless it was. Then you fast forward to Texas's trip to BYU, a game, another game they lost. Uh, some BYU students had horns down, painted across the chest, like H-O-R, you know, down the line with students. We're told to cover that up because that was, you know, very offensive, That's of offensive, course, Rick. Yeah. Um, and BYU, unfortunately, was very apologetic afterwards, which was tough to see. That's them, though. Yeah, that's, that's BYU, right? Well, TCU, Barstool's affiliate for TCU... Mm -hmm. 
they're donating 500 horns down shirts to the student <laughs> section for their game against Texas on Saturday. See, the, you know, they'll probably play in the future, especially in basketball. It's a little bit easier. But for the last Big 12 meeting between these guys in Fort Worth, you got to go all out. You got to go all out and do the 500 shirts donated for horns down. They can't. They can't make you all. All of you guys cover up, right? They can't. I mean, five hundred student, students to corral. Come on now. All Texas has done is created their own problem. Yeah. First of all, for Rodney Terry to talk about it's it's you know it's classless. Come on. Does that mean horns up is classy? I mean, we've gone mm-hmm. through that. If you're not going to do, if you don't want people to do horns down, don't do horns up. That's not hate speech. And I did. Right. I saw somebody say. I, I saw an article. Is this hate speech? No, it's called being a fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, you know, and you can say you can hate watch Texas, so you can you can use the word. Yeah. And there I'm sure there are people in the state who really do hate Texas. As a matter of fact, just go to College Station. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll find you'll find them there apparently. <laughs> yes, you will. Uh, but you'll find them in Lubbock and you'll find yeah. them in Dallas and you'll find, at the same time you'll find fans in every one of those cities. They yeah. are an icon, if you will, of, of athletics in college. But in doing this whole thing, when they went all the way back to Oklahoma and the horns down, you know, a couple of years ago, they've created their own problem. And all Rodney Terry did was put a fire under it and made mm-hmm. almost everybody else in the world hate you. Yeah. you know, in the NFL, as we said, we saw a stat that now the now Kansas City is the most hated team in America. Dallas had been for years. The Patriots were for a while. Why? Because they win. They were good. They were successful. But they hate Texas Minus the success. I mean, you've been able to create an atmosphere where everybody hates you, for the most part. I mean, literally, if they're not a core group of fans for you, or if they're not that group of fans who just doesn't care about sports at all, they hate you. Mm -hmm. And you did it with one appearance in the college football playoff, and past that, not really being good for a long time. After 15 years of mediocrity. One really, I mean, you've been you've been really good in baseball for years. I get that, yeah. and you had you had a couple of runs in basketball, including with Kevin Dur- uh, Kevin Durant. But other than that, eh, yeah, they've been good, but they haven't been the kind of team that every year you go, yeah, they're a Final Four team. What wildly underperformed given yeah. their resources? Oh right? yeah, right, yeah. So what you've ended up with is in a school with almost no reason you have forced everyone to hate you. Literally, yeah. you forced them, and you've done it on your own. It's Notre, the holier than our, yes. the holier than thou attitude. <laughs> Notre Dame is, you know, there are people who hate Notre Dame because it's Notre Dame. It's the mm-hmm. same thing. It's the success, and man, they get a lot of attention more than they need, and blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. Eh, don't care. I've always, I've always been like the gold helmet. But those people in Texas, they have just done this themselves. Now, the interesting thing tomorrow, I guarantee you, the Texas group knows about this, Mm -hmm. and they're going to, before the game, ask those to not be allowed out. Now, if you're TCU at home, what do you do? Mm -hmm. Do you make them take them off? I I can't imagine that they would, in terms of, like, their administration and everything, I feel like they would want to stand up to it. But, I mean, are they going to have to get, like, security or something to tell these kids? Like, get a bunch of security? And that's the thing is... I don't know. I, I would I would make the Big Twelve come after me at that point, and hopefully, the Big 12's relationship with Texas is a little bit different than it was in 2018 when they were backing this whole "Hey, if there's a horns down, that's a penalty," and that you know that sort of thing that started mm-hmm. a few years Which ago. Which was stupid. Very dumb. Really, really, really mm-hmm. stupid. I I just you know I'm all for sportsmanship. I truly am. You know I I you know guy getting you know, you tackle a guy. I see no problem with with helping him up. 
None at all. <clears throat> the guy from the other side, I, I don't have a problem with that. I think that's sportsmanship. But in this case, I just hate him more now. <laughs> I literally do. And, you know, and it's too bad Frank hates on staff down there, and I know Frank and like him, and, uh, but it's just. <clears throat> there were more clever ways to, you know, turn somebody's motto or whatever into something against them. You'd see it all the time around the country for oh, yeah. multiple teams. Yep. So that's what's kind of funny to me. Well, you know, A&M has, this, A&M has this thumbs up thing, yeah. which it's not really thumbs up, it's gig them. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever heard that and you wonder where it came from, you can, you can. I'm not going to go into the story, you can Google it, you know, because, <laughs> but you know, how many people do you think go to their stadium and just do thumbs down? Right. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Did they ever bitch? No. Of course. Exactly. Much like Texas, they've wildly underperformed and don't really have a reason to, <laughs> <clears throat> but they never have. And, you know, to the BYU thing, I've said this before, and the guys at OU, as I said, that went up there, and you know, they are among the that's among the best places to go in America for a game. They are a religious-based institution. They take it mm-hmm. very seriously. You know, the yeah. sodas on tap upstairs in the press box are all non-caffeine because <laughs> it's part of their doctrine. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's they are who they are, and they are one of the, they're one of the kindest places you'll ever go. They treat you better. So I can see them doing it. Because that's just BYU. That's understandable. Now, at the same time, they're one of the dirtiest football teams. Well, they were under Lavelle mm. Edwards. It was one of the dirtiest football. They were the dirtiest football team I'd ever broadcast around. Really? Oh, God, yes. <laughs> you know, the, all this, all all this, you know, religious fervor and whatever. That was, a, remember, that was a filter. And remember, not all the players have to be Mormon. Right. You think Jim McMahon was Mormon? Yeah. You're wrong, right? <laughs> uh, they were dirty. They were a horribly dirty football team. Uh, that hasn't happened now. I mean, they've they've kind of cleaned that all up. But outside that, they're one of the nicest places around, so I can see them doing it. But I hope for all the world that TCU holds their guns and says, see, you wouldn't want to be you. We're going to let yep. this go, and away we go. And then I hope they just beat the living dog out of Texas. <laughs> all right, going to take our break at 714 here in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio. When we come back, Bryce will have this day in sports history, and we got some fun not sports here on The Blitz. The Blitz is broadcasting in HD on your FM dial. Turn your HD-equipped radio to 106.9 KHTT HD2. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Oklahoma State Cowboys will host the Kansas State Wildcats in GIA tomorrow. These teams have already played once when the Wildcats won in Manhattan. Pre-game starts at 12 with a 1 o'clock tip. You can listen to all of it here on the Blitz 1170. The Pokes will be without Bryce Thompson. He tore his labrum Tuesday night against KU and will have surgery. Head coach Mike Boynton said Thompson will likely miss a lot of time and could be out for the season. Tomorrow, the 23rd-ranked Oklahoma Sooners will be back on the road after Tuesday's win at Kansas State. This time, they'll be in Orlando to take on the UCF Knights. Tip-off for that one is at 3 o'clock. And and tomorrow, Tulsa will be on the road to face one of last year's Final Four teams. They'll be at 20th-ranked FAU. Tulsa's coming off an electric win over Wichita State on Wednesday. Tip-off is at 5 with a 4.30 pregame over on Big Country 99.5. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170, and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? Call us up at 918-879-1170. We want to hear from you. We always do. Also on the uh, Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line at 918-262-5072. As a matter of fact, we have a text there right now. It says, Texas that complained to the Big 12 to shut up our paddle people at the line of scrimmage. That's right, at Mm. Oklahoma State. They did. Yeah. 
Well, I, that's a noise thing. I guess it'd be kind of like the band playing during a play. Yet I don't really think it is because those are students who bought tickets. Yeah, it's like a different situation. I mean, yeah. do, do the Mississippi State fans, are they, do they have to stop shaking the cowbells? Bing, 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 bing. That's the next thing this person said. And this <laughs> texter is 1552. Thank you, 1552. It says, I mean, it said, good luck with those bells at Ole Miss. And then he said, I'm sorry, I meant Mississippi State. So, yeah, good, to your thoughts, point. thoughts, 1552. Yeah, exactly. Great minds, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a great point. I mean, how many people bitch about the things at, at, at Mississippi State? Everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're a Mississippi State fan, do you love that? Of course you do. Now, if you're a player and your focus is on the bells and not the game, that's your problem. Right. If you're a head coach, if you cause, you're just trying to create your own problem. But it brought up something in my mind as as I saw that and as I was thinking about that. All right, so I want you to text me at 918-262-5072. Again, that's the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. I want you to text me. Why don't you tell me who do you hate more than anybody else in college sports and why? And it, I guess it could be, you know, professional sports too. You yeah. know, for many years, the Lakers and the Celtics had a lot of hate because they were really good. Mm. Who do you hate more than anybody else in, in, in sports? Could be college, could be pro, could be me. That's fine. 918-262-5072. You'll, you, I mean, you'll go so far as to hate watch. <laughs> <laughs> and, you're, and that's a great point about the Bells. Texas has got their own problem when they join the SEC. First tweet I saw about that after Rodney Terry's thing was, God, I can't wait till they get to the SEC because nobody, Mm -hmm. you know, Greg Sankey already said, no, we're not doing that. We're not, there are not going to be any penalties or any of that garbage. Man up, put on your your big boy panties and let's just go play ourselves a game, right? (laughs) Right. 722 on the Blitz 1170. Bryce has been very patient. So it's finally time for us to get to this. Fire up Huey Lewis for a trip back in time. It's today in sports history with Bryce Hulse. On the Blitz 1170, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. Now, grabbing the back of a Jeep while on his skateboard, it's Bryce Hulse. This day in sports history, February 2nd, 1913, the New York football giants signed Jim Thorpe. 1936, the Baseball Writers Association of America announces the results of the first Hall of Fame vote. Babe Ruth, Ty Cobb, Walter Johnson, Christy Mathewson, and Honus Wagner comprise the inaugural class of Hall of Fame members. Not so- bad. Several other stars like Cy Young fail to make the grade, but will enter the Hall of Fame in later elections. 1943, Cubs return to original uniform after experimenting with a vest. 1959, Vince Lombardi signs a five-year contract to coach Green Bay Packers. 1967, Formation of American Basketball Association is announced. 1970, Pistol Pete Maravich becomes the first to score 3,000 college basketball points. 1975, U.S. Female Figure Skating Championship is won by Dorothy Hamill. 1987, longtime Kansas City Royals pitcher Dennis, Le- Dennis Le- Leonard announces his retirement, a three-time 20-game winner. Leonard has struggled in his comeback from knee problems, winning just eight of 21 decisions in 1986. 1995, Fred Perry, English tennis player and broadcaster, an eight-time Grand Slam singles winner, passes away at the age of 85. 1997, Scotty Bowman becomes the first coach in NHL history to win 1,000 games. 2005, Sky Dome is renamed the Rogers Center. Several days after Rogers Communications completed its purchase of the Toronto Blue Jays Stadium, fans react to the the naming with derision, but the name will stick. 2009, Kobe Bryant breaks the current Madison Square Garden record with 61 points to lead the Los Angeles Lakers to a 126-117 victory over the New York Knicks. Bryant, who hits all 20 of his free throws, tops the previous visiting record of 55 points held by Michael Jordan and the overall record of 60 by Bernard King. 
2013, California Institute of California Institute of Technology's baseball team ends a 228-game losing streak with a 9-7 victory over Pacifica, the Beavers' first win in nearly 10 years. Caltech hadn't won since February 15, 2003. They won 5-4 against Cal State Monterey Bay. 2014, Super Bowl 48 at MetLife Stadium. The Seattle Seahawks win their first Super Bowl title, crushing the favored Denver Broncos 43-8. The Seahawks led 36-0 before Denver finally scored on the last play of the third quarter. 2017, Patrick Marlowe scores his 500th career goal. Chris Tierney tallies twice, and San Jose beats Vancouver 4-1. Marlowe becomes the 45th NHL player to reach 500 goals, scoring in the first period on a power play. 2020 Australian Open men's tennis, Novak Djokovic of Serbia rallies to beat Austrian Dominic Thiem 6-4, 4-6, 2-6, 6-3, and 6-4 for a record-extending eighth title at the Melbourne Park. And 2020, Super Bowl 55, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami Gardens. Kansas City Chiefs beat the San Francisco 49ers 31-20. The MVP is Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback. It's the Chiefs' first victory in 50 years, and we will see the rematch here in a few days. 1937 birthday is today, February 2nd. 1937, Don Buford, former Orioles and White Sox utility man. 1940, Ronnie Bull, former Bears fullback. 1949, Ray Jarvis, former Lions wide receiver. 1952, Dave Casper, Hall of Fame Raiders tight end. 1958, Dexter Manley, former Redskins defensive end. And Oklahoma State. 1959, Mike Tice, former Vikings coach. 1962, Pat Clements, former Pirates and Padres pitcher. 1968, Sean Elliott, former Spurs forward and current broadcaster. 1975, Donald Driver, former Packers wide receiver. 1984, Cortland Finnegan, former Titans cornerback. 1989, Harrison Smith, Vikings safety. 1989, Fozzie Whitaker, former Panthers running back. 1996, Rashad Penny, Seahawks running back. And 1999, Jeff Okuda, Lions cornerback. And that is This Day in Sports History, brought to you by Triad Eye Institute. 726, it is the Blitz 1170. That's Bryce Hulse over there. Thanks to Triad Eye Institute for sponsoring. Now it's time for Not Sports, which, you know, could be sponsored by you if you'd like. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is get a hold of us here at Griffin Media. I'm Rick Corey. We'd like you to text us in the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Who do you hate more than anybody else in sports? Is it a college team? Is it Texas? I mean, we can kind of anecdotally do our own poll. Is it yeah. Texas? Is it uh, is it A&M? They love to be hated. Is it Miami? You know, when they were really good, they had a lot of hate, right? <laughs> Let us know. Could be an in, it could be in the <laughs> NFL, too, which I've got a stat that says California. Or pardon me, that says uh, the, the Chiefs are now the most hated team. All right, so some not sports. Well, it's, <clears throat> it's always fascinating to me. Well, let's say this. Jeremy Poppin and I have had this discussion. The pickup drop-off area at any school, especially preschool to, let's say, elementary, is one of the most interesting, scary, dangerous places in the world. Mm. Right now, they are telling you, don't go to Jamaica. It's dangerous. I feel the same way about the (laughs) drop-off and pickup. You haven't experienced this, Bryce, other than as a child in the car of somebody else, right? Right. Those people, and I'm saying men, women, doesn't matter, grandma, grandpa, uncles, aunts, nannies, the drop-off pickup people are the most serious, in a hurry to get to and from work, only want to get to where their spot is, and they will, they'll cut you off, they'll shoot you, they'll, <laughs> you know, it's a little hyperbole, but it's an interesting place. Let's just put it like that. And schools now have gotten to the point, like there's a school right behind our house. And the employees from the school don't just stand in the parking lot. Mm -hmm. They come out of the parking lot all the way down the block where my house is, and they're standing all along my sidewalk. And there's not just one of them. 
There's one all the way at the end where at the corner of where our house is, there's a street right there. And that's 200 yards from the school. So they got the whole area. Yes. And then there's one halfway up. And because as people pull in, they, if you don't control them, will take up the entire neighborhood, literally. Mm-hmm. They have blocked, I mean, my house, as I said, is right there. It's on the corner. They blocked it. They've just parked in front of my driveway before. I've had to go out and make people move to get in or out. And, and, they, don't, and they don't want to. Because the first time it happened, I asked this lady, I said, you're going to have to move. i got to get out. She goes, I don't want to lose my place. I said, I'm sorry, I don't care. It's my driveway in my house, and I have to leave. That, that, that's a bit much, right in front of your driveway. Yes, yes, that's... and it's and it's common. It's really fairly mm. common they'll do that. Now, and then, and then because there's a corner right there, too, they used to just you know park all the way across the corner where you couldn't get in or out. Yeah. And that's the reason they moved an employee down there, to keep them from doing that. Make them stay on the right side because they were double-laning, too. Oh, now, the man. street that's next to our house, the biggest street next to our house, is really about three lanes wide. So there's there's kind of enough room. Mm-hmm. But they would do that. And then they're very specific about you can only pull in in this place if you're going this way and in this place if you're going this way. So they got to control that. Well, we've also seen some people do some odd things in those lines. Well, this Florida mom hey, we're back. gets booted from the pickup area. Cannot come back. Now, why do you think you'd boot somebody from the pickup area? Um, for being belligerent, over yeah. overtaking somebody's spot, or just being crazy, I guess. Aggressiveness, you would think. Yeah. Nope, it's because the back of her car is an ad for her OnlyFans account. <laughs> and not only is it a school, it's a Florida Christian school. But mm. some of you may be surprised they have down there, but they do. Uh, but she's got a gigantic decal. Her name is Michelle Klein. And some of you may already know that. (laughs) So now she's been told you can't bring that car. You can bring another car or you can walk them to school, but you cannot bring that car. Give me some kid name. Hey, mom, what's OnlyFans.com? Ask your dad. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If somebody's... Well, if, you know, if mom comes home and goes, did you hear it? He goes, oh, yeah, I know. Oh, uh, no, no. What is- yeah, she, she has fans that are, on, I don't know what that means. I've never heard of that site. <clears throat> yeah, you can find that one right mm. there. You see about Darius Rucker being arrested? Oh. Uh, yeah. Drug charges in Tennessee. Uh, he was arrested on Thursday. Minor drug, they say minor drug offenses. But what happened right after may have been even the more interesting part of it. Of course, he used to be Hootie, and you know I think he probably gets irritated by that now. Cuba <laughs> Gooding Jr. once said he gets asked if he's Hootie quite often. <laughs> you really? don't know who that is. <laughs> Google the artist, and you'll know the actor, and you'll know. <laughs> more important than that, well, more important, but, uh, but to add a side note to the story, Hootie's, <laughs> Darius Rucker's um, old girlfriend texted Karma. So apparently, uh, and you know, she had a couple of other carm, you know, kind of cryptic things in there about mm, what might be. You know. uh, okay, Burger King is going to add some new menu items. One of them, candied bacon Whopper. Now, no at, thanks. Oh, see, I saw that look <laughs> on your face. He is Mikey. You know, from the old. If you don't know who that is, look up Mikey from the cereal commercial. It was one of those Mikey hates everything. Mm-hmm. And he said, let Mikey try it. He, he, he hates everything. And it's, Mikey likes it. It, was, it yeah. was a funny old commercial. So that's kind of, you know, Bryce, no, I don't want a boiled, I don't want a deviled egg. No, I don't. <laughs> hey, at least I tried it. Yes. Well, so they're going to have the candied bacon Whopper and the fiery big fish. 
So the candied bacon Whopper has sweet bacon jam, candied bacon, onions, and garlic aioli. Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> just I, not, at, not at Burger King. That's my thing. <laughs> you know? It's that's, just that's, food. It's just food, but I'd, I'd, I'd be more willing to try it at some place that's a little more, I don't want to say fancy, but just not, not, not Burger King. Have you ever had candied bacon? I think so. I'm pretty you sure. Do, you don't know? I don't, I don't know for <laughs> sure, I but I mean, with? I just, <laughs> <laughs> where from my past have I had this? I don't know. I feel like I've had bacon that was kind of sweet. Oh, it, it's probably like uh, sweet pepper bacon ch- uh, cheese fries at Eskimo Joe's. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe that's where I kind of got it. Yeah. That's the idea, the taste, you know. I have had candied bacon once. I had an old uh, dive master instructor who used to make it, and holy cow. If, I mean, I love Pretty bacon. Nice. I mean, most people do. I, my daughter, my youngest, hates bacon, so that's how I know she can't be from my loins. But <laughs> she does look just like me. But anyway, I can't. I, I can't not eat it if I see it. Candied bacon mm-hmm. or bacon overall. And so he made some candied bacon, and he said, "I'm only going to give you one piece." And he said, "There's a reason." And I took a bite, and I knew the reason because you would mm. gain 90 pounds in a day. It was so good. Man. With Burger King, we'll know. I, I don't know. That's a lot of stuff on there. I might give it a try. Uh, then the other one, the fiery big fish is lettuce, pickles, tartar sauce, blah, 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 but then just with a spicy glaze. That's what it is. But if you want to see the candied bacon, it's uh, it's going to be out on, I believe, February 5th. So it'll be out like on mm-hmm. Monday. Uh, interesting question or interesting story here um, about something the Oilers are doing tomorrow. <clears throat> it's called the um, Tulsa Oilers Arena Challenge. And I heard Dan Smith, one of our salespeople, say he's going to do this tomorrow. And it's sponsored by Fleet Feet of Tulsa. So you go in to the BOK and you literally just run up and down the, the stands. Okay. Yeah, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. I've seen that before. We've seen stair climb events like they do that in New York to, mm-hmm. to honor 9-11. Uh, the firefighters do it here at the same time at the BOK to honor that as it happens. Uh, you know, there are a lot of runs or a lot of kinds of events. This is somewhat different. And you basically, Dan said, I think Dan said it's, he's doing the, I think he said the 5K part of it, which is up and down and up and down and up and down. But he said, I'm really just going to go until I can't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which I go. can see. <clears throat> and we all know, you know, if you have a two-story house, we do. 16 stairs, I can tell you that. Um, then you know if you walk up and down the stairs, it, even if you're in shape, it's easy to be winded. So running sure. these things, and you can see some uh, video of this from the past. So it's going to be tomorrow, and it's going to be 7 a.m. when they get that underway. It's one of the cool things. Now, tomorrow, is it tomorrow? Let's see. No. Sunday is ice cream for breakfast day. No, wait, it is tomorrow. I'm sorry. Uh, ice cream for breakfast day. The reason I said Sunday is because I had, that was a last year thing. Uh, so uh, what you do is you go out to Broken Arrow, and you get pancakes and ice cream for breakfast. But it's National Ice Cream for Breakfast Day. So if you'd like to do that, you can do that tomorrow in Broken Arrow. It's going to be over in the Rose District if you'd like to get out for that. Also, this afternoon, today, or actually tonight during the first Friday art crawl, they're going to have the Oklahoma Center for Humanities mascot contest. So which mascot is best for around here? So they're going to include Hornsby, Slick. Who is Slick? I do not know. I think that's FC Tulsa. But I'm okay. not sure. I'm not, if I'm wrong, just tell me, because I'm wrong a lot. Goldie, the Oilers indoor football. Snowplow Sam, which is the Oilers ice rink. Oily, which is Oilers baseball. <clears throat> okay. And TU's very own Gus T. All right. So mm. there's this mascot contest. It is free. Open to everybody, 
And it is this evening. It's a free to twins, seven to eight. It's right there in the arts district as a part of Slick is the Oilers mascot. Okay, there we go. Right, that makes some sense, doesn't it? Yep. <laughs> All right, a couple of things to note about today. It is National Tater Tot Day. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like tater tots. Who doesn't? Yeah. I'm, I'm Napoleon Dynamite when it comes to tater tots. <laughs> if you don't like tater tots and bacon, yeah, I guess we could be friends, but it'd have to be at a distance. It's also Bubblegum Day. Not a giant fan. Mm. National Wear Red Day, and we know what that is for, of course. And it's nationally heaven, National Heavenly Hash Day. You know what that is? I do not. It's that chocolate dessert that's got marshmallows and other things baked into it. I am not a fan, personally. And it's National Groundhog Day because... It's, it's Groundhog, Groundhog Day. Day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was and, like, is it that simple of an answer? Okay, good. It is. And <laughs> Punxsutawney Phil, I think, has already been out. I'm not sure. But I did see a stat, if you're wondering. Okay, if, if he sees his shadow at six more weeks of winter, right? If he doesn't, okay, we're going to have an early spring. How often, percentage-wise, do you think Punxsutawney Phil has been right? Uh, 75% of the time. 34. Mm. So, what I'm telling you is do not count on a groundhog for that. He did not see his shadow today. Uh, yeah, and I'm not surprised by that. Mm. So don't don't count on the groundhog to do that kind of thing. Uh, interesting story, uh, interesting movie that I, I'm actually interested in today. And actually, Henry Cavill's in this, and he's in two that are coming out. This mm. one and another one that I'm really interested in. This one's called Argyle. Uh, and this is, uh, I say it's a pretty good concept. It's kind of been done before. There's another movie. Oh, it's Jodie Foster and I can't think of his name where she's a seclusive writer who doesn't like to go out, and she's writing this character who then kind of becomes real in her mind, and then it turns out is kind of real. Well, in this case, Argyle is with Bryce Dallas Howard. <clears throat> it's Ron Howard's daughter from Jurassic Park. Uh, <clears throat> also, <clears throat> pardon me, as I said, yeah, I still can't shake this thing. Henry Cavill, John Cena, Sam Rockwell, Dua Lipa, Brian Cranston, I mean, listen Man. to these names. Ariana DeBose, Catherine O'Hara, Samuel L. Jackson. <clears throat> all these folks are in this. So what this is, she is, again, kind of a reclusive author. And she writes these espionage novels. And it turns out that what she's writing is actually kind of happening. Mm. And Cavill's the guy who's kind of the lead agent, if you will. Uh, and it kind of mirrors the action of real life. Which, it, there's another one that's like, if you've ever seen Three Days of the Condor, which you probably haven't, it's an older movie. Mm-hmm. It's where Robert Redford works for the CIA and does nothing but read books and look for plots and look for interesting plots, ways to do things, or things that could actually be real. And he ends up getting thrown out of the agency and they try to blackmail him and blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Anyway, I think it's a really good movie. In this case, it's going to be a little bit like that is that it starts to mirror that. That one opens today. Two hours, 19 minutes long, as they tend to be these days. But then I want to tell you about the one that's going to be opening. There's one you may have seen a trailer for. They dropped the first trailer. The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yeah. That's a true story, if you will. It's a take on a true story because Churchill recruited the very first, if you will, black ops team. Okay. And they were kind of some outsider guys. You know, we've seen this kind of story before. You release people from prison just so they can do something for you kind of a thing and Cavill is the leader and all these other folks are really going inside Nazi Germany to be the first if you will black ops team which is about to come out also Beetlejuice is coming out with a second Beetlejuice and they just announced yesterday the title would be Beetlejuice Beetlejuice (laughs) (laughs) you know the original third one say it right exactly (laughs) say it three times so Keaton will be back 
Uh, Winona Ryder will be back. Catherine O'Hara will be back. And I, I, mean, I think a couple of others. Uh, yeah. Uh, w- Willem Dafoe is going to join the cast, which is going to be kind of mm. fun. I don't have a release date. I just had that they had announced what it's going to be, and I cannot imagine that it's not going to be just a tremendous amount of fun. All right. Uh, some other things. Let's get to some celebrity birthdays for the day, shall we? Because we actually have a few. If my screen will load like it's supposed to, I'll get them for you. Um, okay, now it's not. All right. There we go. It's going to take me a minute, but I'll get down there, I promise. Talk amongst yourselves. How's mom? I was going to find some myself. How are them? Christy Brinkley, 70 today. Mm. Okay. That woman still looks awfully good for 70. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Who else? Ooh, Ina Garden, if you have everything. Well, I know who that is. It's the Barefoot Contessa. Brent Spiner from Star Trek. Oh. Data. Mm-hmm. Mr. Data is guess how old? 83. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God. <laughs> Oh, I saw Brett no. Spider an episode of Big Bang Theory the other day, too, so he'd really be in. Yeah, so. he's 75, <laughs> right? So he's not young or anything. But Graham Nash, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, or Crosby, Stills, and he's 82 today. Howard Bellamy from the Bellamy Brothers, 78 years old today. Quite a group of birthdays today. And I already mentioned, of course, that today was National Tater Tot Day, so wanted to make Fun. sure you got that in you because you want to make sure you get out and get your tater tots. That's it for Not Sports here on 742, the Blitz 1170. We're asking you to text at 918-262-5072. All right, I'm disappointed. I don't have a single hate watch. So I come on, text people. us now on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. Who? Who do you who do you hate? College athletics is kind of where I'm really interested, but in mm-hmm. anything, you know, do you hate the Chiefs? Do you hate the Cowboys? Do you hate the Patriots? You know, like, who do you really hate? And we bring this up because of Texas doing it to themselves again. And they're going to have shirts printed tomorrow. Barstool is doing it for TCU. 500 shirts that say horns down. And we got a text. We did get one text at, uh, from 1552 that said, wait till they get to Mississippi State with the cowbells. So who do you who do you hate? 918-262-5072. All right, coming up in about 25 minutes. Former San Francisco 49er Gene Barrett. Played there for a long time. Tremendous dude. A Tulson. He spent most of his, well, he spent almost all his life here. And he is as good as it gets. We'll get his opinion on his team being back in the Super Bowl. And speaking of that, we mentioned that there's a player, former player, who's going to actually be an official in the Super Bowl. Another interesting part of that story when we return here on The Blitz. The Blitz 1170 stream is brought to you by Duck Creek Casino, your hometown casino. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tomorrow night in the Maybe Center, the ORU Golden Eagles look to get their third win in a row as they'll be hosting University of Denver. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. Griffin Media is back with Thunder Friday Nights tonight as Oklahoma City will host the Charlotte Hornets. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off. You can watch that game on News on 6 Now and Channel 6.3 Tulsa. And Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn is being hired as the next head coach for the Washington Commanders. He's been the D.C. for Dallas for the past three seasons. The Cowboys ranked a combined fifth in points and seventh in yards. That's the Window World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Olson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. The Blitz 1170 weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Blitzing up your mornings. This is the Morning Blitz with Rick Corey. Want to get in the game? You can always join in by texting us at 918-262-5072. And some folks have done that today right here on the Unropty Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. As a matter of fact, 
you know, we had the text about Texas and, and going to Mississippi State and having to deal with the Cowbells when they get in the SEC. And then I had the story there in Not Sports about the woman who can't take her car anymore to the school drop-off line because she's advertising her OnlyFans account. Okay, she's dropping her kid off at a Christian school, and she has an OnlyFans account. Mm. Now, well, How do you think she's paying for that Christian school? Well, mm-hmm. <laughs> that part, yeah. It just creates a dichotomy in my mind where I'm like, right, right. Huh. <laughs> All right, well, so we get a texter here because I talked about how completely nuts the drop-off and pickup line is. And, hey, look, if you've got a great drop-off pickup line story, 918-262-5072. I've been yelled at in a drop-off and pickup line. Really? I've been cut off by people. I've been yelled at by the people, A, who are in the line, and B, by the people trying to run the line. Because if you're out there trying to run it, it's got to be one of the more frustrating jobs in the world. It's got to be like trying to teach a snake to read or something like that because you think <laughs> this just isn't going to work. It's not going to happen. People won't do what they ask. Because someone texted us here with a great big emoji picture of a traffic cop. And it says, as my retirement job, I do crossing guard for Broken Arrow. And I see parents act crazy in lines. But also I see parents let their kids out on Elm in traffic for them to Goodness. then run across the traffic light on the corner. It's that some parents are just really careless about safety. Yeah. I've seen that too. But then right right after that, they sent another text immediately said, notice put clean sheets on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Which, okay, you know that wasn't meant for us. And then followed up really quickly with, hey, sorry, wrong person, second message. <laughs> and I replied with, hey, that's okay. Clean sheets are a must. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm good oh, with that. As a matter of fact, one of the more exciting uh, nights of my week is always clean sheets. Mm. I don't know how often people normally wash them, and I'm not even going to get into how often ours work, but when I have clean sheets, brand new clean sheets, I'm one of the happiest guys in America. Wow. 7.51 here on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hulse. I'm Rick Corey. All right, I told you I had a, a, the stat about the Chiefs being the most hated, most hated franchise now. So how do you come up with that? Well, they came up with it by, it's really kind of a social media thing. Okay, So what they've done is they've compiled... Twitter data, and this is a, a site called Bet Online. They've compiled that data, I guess, finding out what people are saying in those tweets. The Chiefs are now far and away the most hated franchise in sports, and specifically in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Who do you think second? Um, 49ers. Dallas. Dallas. America's team is also America's most hated team, and that's always going to be the yeah. case because, again, one side or the other, right? The Eagles are third. Okay. That surprised I, me a little. I, I can see that like be being a little bit more because of the fan base, you know, just because, and look, if you're an Eagles fan, sorry, but it's, you know, that city gets a lot of flack from people about, you know, the how – uh, angry they can get and so and all that stuff. So I wonder if that's kind of a part of it. I, I guess it could be. shouldn't be because mm-hmm. we're just talking about the team. The Ravens are fourth. Man. I'm surprised by that. Then the Patriots, not a surprise. Then yeah. the Giants. Then the Jets. Now I get that because the whole thing with Aaron Rodgers all year has been a circus. Yeah. Went from like a lovable loser thing to now mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers is taking that yep. whole brunt. Packers. I kind of get that. Steelers. Another one that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. The Niners fell all the way down the list to what is that, like tenth? Okay, like they, they they used to be higher on the hated. Yeah, interesting. I, I, yeah, it seemed to be um, the Dolphins, Bears, Raiders, the least hated team. 
according to this site, and this makes me laugh. Okay. Let me think. Um, the Cardinals. You're close. Jacksonville. Okay. You're not close yeah. geographically, but it's Jacksonville. <laughs> right. And I think part of that is they just have never been good enough to hate. Yeah. I feel like that's the thing is like, again, Cardinals, there's not like a lot of interaction, I feel like, especially around here. And then with Jacksonville just being a new franchise, who can really hate them? Well, and you, you know, know now that just, they're, they're new. Yeah, they're still. a little new. better now with Trevor Lawrence. They've won a playoff game. And they've been they they've had their moments of being decent in the past, but they've just never done anything consistently enough for you to go. Boy, I just can't stand them. Right. The Colts are the second least, then the Bucks, hmm. and then the Commanders, and then the Cardinals. There we go. So there's no reason to hate those teams yet. Right. Colts haven't been good since Manning left. Really good. The Commanders have been awful for a long time. The Bucks had the one year with Brady. Mm-hmm. And then past that, they've been kind of dreadful. I mean, go all the way back to the orange sickle uniforms, which, by the way, are one of the sweetest uniforms in the history of the <laughs> league. Uh, then the Cardinals, who, yeah, they, you know, they again had a moment of success with Tyler, with uh, Kyler, and they had their mm-hmm. moments of being good a long time ago. Yeah, but it's I'm just sure. been a long time. Yeah. Oh, eleven-year-old Bryce, why did you pick them to be your <laughs> casual team? Why can't you just? Sometimes I wonder if I should have just picked a legit pro team and actually. Mm-hmm dove in but that's just not what my path was made for so who is your team then from, from a pro stance i mean yeah. again it's been <laughs> I, I remember i remember colby just shaking his head and being like you picked the worst lineup of teams ever it's arizona cardinals houston rockets new york mets wow. and it's all it's all because it's all because Everyone's a fan of these teams. No one's a fan of these teams, so I'll be a fan of that team. You know, the more the most organic that I've always thought about is the Houston Rockets because that was my first sport that I loved. The first video game I ever had was NBA Live 2005, and I loved playing with Yao Ming and Tracy McGrady as the Houston Rockets. That was more organic than just yeah. simply I'll just pick this team. But again, I'm not, I'm I'm not crying after a, a loss. You know what I'm saying? Or I'm not. I'm not. It doesn't ruin my whole day after those teams lose. So it's but very. But you have casual. a college team that'll do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. And that you know, in here in Oklahoma, this is where we grew up, right? This is that mm-hmm. kind of how that works. So I really do kind of get that. Well, I've always been the same. I grew up watching the Dallas Cowboys because that's what we got here when I was young on TV with three channels and you were the remote mm-hmm. uh, you got that's what Hit you up got and change, yeah. yeah you got Pat Summerall and Tom Brookshire and you got Cowboys games and how mm-hmm. could you not love them then with you know with you know Meredith when he was young well, you know when that was right at the beginning when I was watching and then Staubach and, and Morton and all the guys they had through there you know I mean come on they they kind of were America's team and I was always a defensive fan and fantastic players like Bob Lilly and Jethro Pugh and Leroy Jordan, still to this day, the only guy to win a Super Bowl MVP on a losing team. You know, th- there were some really interesting and great guys on that team. And so it was easy to love those guys. I really thought it was. So I kind of, you know, just organically was a Cowboys fan because it was, it's what yeah. was on. But I was always a bigger college fan. And then as I got older and I became more involved, and especially being involved in college athletics, yeah, I watched the NFL, and yes, I enjoy it. But I don't. There's nobody I bleed for. I, I just, I, I really don't have a dog in the hunt. You know, as I've said before, when we choose things, generally our family, it's like it's more city specific. So we're mm. Dodgers and Angels fans because we spend time out there and we go to those games. And I really was a Dodgers and a Royals fan for baseball first, anyway. Yeah. And I don't know why those two enamored me. Well, I do. I think with the Dodgers, it was probably uh, once again. I said I loved watching Pac-12 football or Pac-10 then because. 
living here and not traveling any, which I didn't. I didn't take a vacation until I was 28 years old. Man. I had never been on an airplane until I was 28 years old. I remember you saying that a few yeah. shows ago. Yeah, I mean, ago. it was, but I didn't take a vacation until then. I was 28 before I took my first vacation. Not because I'm some hardworking, you know, incredible dude. I just, we couldn't afford it or it just wasn't. It just doesn't happen. I mean, yeah, we just wasn't that. what we like, did, yeah. right? You just worked and you went and you did your stuff. Matter of fact, I remember the first few years when I was in radio, back then they would allow you to not take your vacation and they would just pay you. And I just never took the vacation so I'd get the money. Nowadays, they, you know, you have to or they're just not going to pay you <laughs> or you're just going to lose it, <clears throat> you know. So, yeah, you can work here and not take your time, I suppose. But yeah. anyway, so I, I had done that. So when I had a chance to do that, uh, you know, before I had a chance to do that, pardon me, when I saw those opening scenes of palm trees in the ocean and things like that, it always mm-hmm. really attracted me. So it's kind of the reason. And the Dodgers were really good, too. You know? But maybe you just loved listening to Scully. I did. You know, yeah, you did. Absolutely. How could you not? But yeah. I loved listening to Harry Carey, too. <laughs> but I've just never been a quote unquote Chicago Cubs fan. I right. mean, they're they're kind of fun because they're the Cubs, and I've been to a game there and it was brilliant. But it's not something I ever bought into. So you know, for a while I kind of tried to be a Dolphins fan, you know. But there's like, man, mm. that kind of fell away. Um, just I guess if you were if I were picking today, I do follow the Texans some because I like it down there. Yeah. Uh, and I and they're. I mean, they're one of those teams that, too, had, when they had a chance to be pretty good, got really close and could never quite get there. And mm-hmm. that's, I kind of pull for underdogs. So a little bit of that. But, you know, for the most part, it, to me, the NFL is fun and I can watch it without that. You know, if, when Jeremy watches the Super Bowl in eight days, it's going to be a wreck. <laughs> he's probably a wreck now <laughs> and just kind of working his way into it. You know, we we mentioned on this week that Jeremy probably has San Francisco underwear, and he will be wearing them all next week. Yeah. <laughs> and anything else Niners wise, and you know what? I, I, I'm assuming that too can make it really fun. Sure, but it yeah. can also probably drive you out of your bird. It, it's it's kind of nice in in our position. We need to be thankful for it sometimes. Be able to just watch and just enjoy the game. Yep. You know, uh, uh, this note before we take a break because coming up in five minutes we have Gene Barrett, former San Francisco Forty ers as we'll talk about that Super Bowl. It was confirmed yesterday. Nickelodeon is doing their first ever Super Bowl broadcast, and I love that. Cool. And the opening will be SpongeBob. Yep, swinging singing "Sweet, Sweet. Victory." Oh. One of the greatest, that's one of the greatest episodes of television ever. I don't care if you're a SpongeBob fan or not. And we've been wanting that to be a Super Bowl halftime in real life. That's, that, that well, show. he's going to do the open, I believe it is. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah, it's the kick. Yeah, it's the first ever open. Mm. SpongeBob doing Sweet Victory. And if you're not with that, I, I, okay, mm-hmm. but come on. For the kids and this in the Nickelodeon broadcast, I will go back and forth to that because I have oh, to yeah. see. I love the slime games and the other broadcast they did this year was from London, I believe, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was that one from London, and that was really fun. The NFL getting people involved. Mm-hmm. 8 one on the Blitz 1170. He's Bryce Hall. I'm Rick Corey. In just a moment, Gene Barrett, former San Francisco 49er, of course, of Tulsa as well. You can text us at 918-262-5072 if you have a question right here on the Neuropathy Treatment Clinic of Oklahoma text line. We're in the Tulsa Oilers Hockey Studio, and this is the Blitz 1170. Don't look now, but the Blitz is on TikTok. Follow along at the Blitz 1170. From the Oklahoma Sports Desk, it's time for a two-minute drill on the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app. Tomorrow, the Oklahoma State Cowboys will be hosting the Kansas State Wildcats in Gallagher-Iber Arena. 
These teams have already played once when the Wildcats won in Manhattan. Pre-game starts at 12 with a 1 o'clock tip-off. You can listen to all of it right here on the Blitz. The Pokes will be without Bryce Thompson. He tore his labrum Tuesday night against KU and will have to have surgery. Head coach Mike Boynton said Thompson will likely miss a lot of time and could be out for the season. Tomorrow, the 23rd-ranked Oklahoma Sooners will be back on the road after Tuesday's win at Kansas State. This time, they'll be in Orlando to take on the UCF Knights. Tip-off for that one is at 3 o'clock. That's the Winter World of Tulsa 2-Minute Drill. I'm Bryce Holson, the Blitz 1170 and streaming on the Blitz 1170 app.